0: and helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio.
1: Welcome to this Saturday edition, which is really the only edition, because my show airs each Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Central. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network it's great to be with you this Saturday afternoon um, and we're gonna we're gonna cover a lot on the show today it's gonna be a pretty uh, high-energy show we're gonna talk about immigration and we're gonna talk about a clearly manufactured crisis a clearly manufactured crisis Well, what are you talking about Walker well I'll get to it in a minute <laughs> first To keep up with the show, you can visit AFR.net, visit our website, AFR.net. You can also download the podcast of the show on your smartphone. Just visit the podcast store, type in Exposing Washington. Then my show will pop up and you can download it there on your phone. Listen to it whenever and wherever you are, so long as you have an Internet connection. The last way to keep up is to follow me on Twitter, at Walker Wildman on Twitter, at Walker Wildman on Twitter, my email exposingwashington at AFR.net. ExposingWashington at AFR.net. So many, many ways to keep up with the show. Many ways to listen to the show. If you can't listen to the entire uh, entire show on Saturday afternoon at 230 Central. Well, today we're going to talk about the immigration debate that's been going on in the media and in Washington. And really, probably throughout the country. Folks are talking about this all over the place. And that's because all the major media outlets are covering it. But the angle I want to take this, the angle I want to go at this from, is not the angle you've been hearing on television the past two weeks. I'm going to go at this from the angle and from from the perspective of those who are not having their voice heard well who am I talking about I'm talking about the single mom raising two kids by herself cuz her husband left her I'm gonna try to give voice to her I'm gonna try to talk about the dad who's working 70 80 hours a week and doesn't even have time to call his congressman's office I'm going to try to speak for the veteran of our country's military who is stuck in a VA home because he doesn't have any family to take care of him and and, and he's having to deal with the horrible VA system that we have, the low-quality VA system that we have. I want to try to speak for those people because if you watch TV unless you watch maybe Fox News, but if you watch any other ma- any other major outlets, they are, they are the, the mouthpiece of, of, of criminal behavior. They are the, the mainstream media is the mouthpiece of anarchy. And those of us who follow the rules, pay our taxes, go the speed limit, put on our seatbelt, help at our, at our kids' school, go to our church, volunteer in the community, those of us who seem to be trying to do everything we can the right way in our country, we're not, we're not having our voice heard. And I, I'm, I'm fed up with it. So it's time that those of us who try to do things the American way have our voice heard. And that's my goal on the show today. To start off, as I mentioned, I believe this is entirely a manufactured crisis. Well, first off, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll give you a little background here. What I'm talking about is the debate in the media that has taken place the past two weeks about adults and children that cross our southern border illegally. The debate has been what happens to those children and adults if they are apprehended at our southern border because they trespassed into our country. That's been the debate. What do you do? Do you keep the children and the the adult together? And the media has been using the term families, but they're not all families. They're not all families. So it's misleading to act like every situation on the southern border is our immigration agents, our border patrol agents, pulling a two-month-old child from their mother's arms. That is not always the case. As a matter of fact, it's probably rarely the case. Because most of these children are pawns. These coyotes and these drug traffickers who want to get across the border and get into our country, they use the children as a way to get in. Because our system handles children with a little bit more compassion than we do adults, naturally. And I think that's okay. But the media would like you to think that it's families only that we're separating, and that's not the case. But moving on here, that is, that is the context of the situation, and the reason I say it's a manufactured crisis is because this has been going on for years. There was a 1997 court ruling in California which concluded that children cannot be detained for longer than 20 days. So if a child crosses the border illegally with an adult... That child can only be detained in a uh, facility or jail, if you will, which is, does not sound good, but that that's what it is. The, ch- the child cannot be detained for more than 20 days. Now, whether you agree with that ruling or not, I don't know. And, and I don't really have a position on that because I children in, in, in jail just does not seem right to me, even if they have even if they were brought across our border illegally. So we're already, to start off, we're dealing with a bad situation. We're, deal, we're dealing with a very tragic situation and that is children stuck in very bad uh, predicaments and oftentimes to no fault of their own, which I will, which is important. But, but there is no way that this is a natural born news story. And the reason I say that is because, as I just mentioned a few minutes ago, this has been going on for years. This went on under the Obama administration and before that, in prior administrations. Because the U.S. doesn't want to put children in in jail, if you will, for more than 20 days, They, they naturally have to be separated from their parents. And so first there's a couple options that those who cross our border illegally, there's a couple options that they can choose. I'm talking about the adults. First, the illegal alien can submit to an expedited removal process which would keep the children and adults together. So right off the bat there, these are not forced separations, if you will. These are the adults crossing the border choosing and willfully being separated from the children that are with them because there is a way to keep unification. There is a way to maintain unification and that is for the illegal alien adult who crossed our border with a child illegally, if they will submit to an expedited deportation then the family or the children and the adults will be kept together. And so right off the bat there, that's a simple solution. If you really care about the child that you're with more than getting into our country illegally, then you submit to expedited deportation when you cross the border and are apprehended by our Border Patrol agents. So right off the bat, This is willful separation on behalf of the adults crossing the border with children. The second option, and which seems to be happening more often, is the adults and children seek asylum in the U.S. Whether it be valid or not, they seek asylum in the U.S. And when they do that, they immediately enter themselves into a long legal process. And that long legal process usually takes more than 20 days. Which means if you have a child with you and the court process, the asylum process takes more than 20 days, then you're going to be separated from that child because of the, of the court case from 1997 that I mentioned. And so children after 20 days are brought out of these detention facilities separated from the adults that they crossed with and they're placed in shelters across the country and at times they're put in the foster care system and to put this in perspective we're talking about roughly 2000 children roughly 2000 children who are in this in this if you will foster or shelter like system and so you know, we're, if you if you listen to the media, you would think we're talking about a million children who are out with no with no help and no assistance. And they and they and they just have no way to make it on their own. But that's not the case. And I'll admit, I don't understand. I don't fully understand all aspects of our immigration system. But these few things that I've mentioned are things that I've learned when looking into this topic. And when you're talking about responsibility, what about the responsibility of the adult who brings the child, puts the child at risk, crosses a desert? That's child endangerment with no food or water. What about where does their responsibility lie? I think they should be the ones first and foremost to be held responsible. But as I mentioned, this is not a new crisis. This has been going on for years. And, and I just want to mention, I, I do have compassion for those who are from poverty-stricken countries. Because that seems to be the problem here. Central America and Mexico and all, all the countries south of the U.S., much of them are poverty-stricken. They have corrupt governments low chance for opportunity the economy's not very good and people are in need and so that that has caused this crisis that amongst other things has caused this crisis. So I do have compassion for those who are from poverty-stricken countries and those who are in need. I do have compassion for them but but here's here's where my compassion meets logic. And that is we cannot accept everyone into our country. If we accept literally everyone into our country who wants to come, then we won't have a country anymore. We will be overrun, if you will. Our system will be overrun. Not enough people paying taxes, but a lot of people pulling out of welfare and it would be an utter disaster, and we're really headed in that direction. Because our southern border is basically wide open. And so, if we can't let everyone into our country, then the question is, who do we let in? Well, we have a very good legal immigration system. And we could actually let more people in legally if we could stop the flow of illegal immigration. And someone who agrees with me is Chuck Schumer. This is clip one Chuck Schumer on his support of legal immigration. Let's listen.
0: We must create a system that converts the current flow of primarily low-skilled illegal immigrants into the United States into a more manageable and controlled flow of legal immigrants who can be absorbed by our economy. Let me elaborate. The first of these seven principles is that illegal immigration is wrong, plain and simple. Until the American people are convinced that we will stop future flows of illegal immigration, we will make no progress on dealing with the millions of illegal immigrants who are here now, and on rationalizing our system of legal immigration. That's plain and simple and unavoidable.
1: Well, that's Senator Chuck Schumer of New York, I believe. But that was back in 2009, President Obama's first term in office. And here's Chuck Schumer saying, we need to tighten up our borders. We can't let everyone in. And if we tighten up our borders and stop letting people in illegally, then we can really open up the floodgates of our legal immigration system. Well, I think that is a great idea, Mr. Schumer. Well, how about let's do it? No, 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 we can't do that. So let's fast forward. And listen to clip two here. This is Chuck Schumer now saying, oh, no, no, we can't fix this problem. We can't fix this problem. And a matter of fact, I don't have a solution. Let's listen. That disputing the fact that this could be quicker if the president were to just sign something. If, it, if we're having this conversation in three weeks or six weeks, I mean, is, when is there a point? Let's, when is there a point that Democrats would be willing to work with Republicans and say, okay, yes, let's do some narrow piece of legislation Let's hope here. we
0: never get to that. Let's hope the president does the right thing and solves the problem which he can do. That's the simple, easiest, and most likely way this will happen. How many times has immigration legislation passed in this Congress? How many times? Zero. It's an excuse by our Republican colleagues who feel the heat, don't want to attack the President, even though they know, they know legislation will take a very long time and is unlikely to happen, and the flick of a president's pen could solve this problem tomorrow.
1: There's Senator Chuck Schumer now, 2018, saying, nope, I'm not interested in fixing the problem. You know, the most baffling thing here is that Republicans are dying to cut a deal with Democrats on this issue. Republicans are are so hungry to cut a deal on immigration, With Democrats, but Democrats are playing hard to get, and they're they're Democrats. Someone asked Senator Schumer in the same press conference, "Will you agree to any legislation to fix this problem?" And he said, "No, I will not. I will not, because blah blah blah. This is the president's issue." And let me just give you a heads up here, in case we have a Democratic president in the future, which I'm sure we will. The reason Democrats are okay with President Trump signing executive orders left and right and left and right is because they know that when their president gets in the White House, he can rescind, he or she can rescind, every one of those executive orders. So this is why Congress doesn't want to do anything. Because they know if they do something, it will likely be permanent, for better or worse. And so they say, oh, well, President Trump needs to fix it. He needs to get on his uh, get in his office and he needs to fix it. The reason they're saying that is not because they genuinely care about the issue. It's because they know and we know that their president, President Hillary Clinton or whoever in the future, let's hope not, will rescind these good policies that President Trump is putting forth. So be weary when the Democrats encourage President Trump to do this or that and he does it. Because it's likely not in the best interest of our country. Moving on here, I don't know if you saw it, but Time Magazine, you know, they have these epic uh, cover stories and these pictures on the front of their magazines. Time Magazine, that is. Well, this week, what do you know? The all reasoning media, Time Magazine, put a picture of a little two-year-old girl on the front of their magazine and then uh, put President Trump standing at six foot three towering over the little girl while she's crying as if he's a bully on the playground. And what they're doing here, it's obvious, is they're painting President Trump as the villain and the poor sweet little girl, which she is, she looks very sweet, Seriously, she's kind of the victim here. That's that's the picture they're wanting to paint. But, listen to this. The two-year-old girl is actually with her mother right now. Boy, Time Magazine, someone ought to get fired. So they Photoshopped this little girl. I don't know where the picture came from. But it's it's supposed to portray this the family separation that the media has been talking about on the southern border well what do you know the father of the two-year-old girl talked to the daily mail this week and said that's not accurate talking about the time magazine cover because my two-year-old daughter is with her mother safe and sound is the quote together and safe he said they quote they're together and safe here's the headline Father of Honduran two-year-old who became the face of family separation crisis reveals that his daughter was never separated from her mother. But the image of her in tears at U.S. border, quote, broke his heart. And I agree, having my daughter plastered on the front of Time magazine like that, absolutely unacceptable. But nonetheless, that's, that's the, the dishonesty from the media. So the daughter was never separated from the mother, but that's what the media is portraying. Moving on here, Laura Bush, the well-respected former first lady, Laura Bush, and I, I'm saying that seriously, No, I'm not being sarcastic. Laura Bush wrote an op-ed, I believe, um, maybe for the Wall Street Journal, I'm not sure of the media outlet, but this is, this is from the Huffington Post. Laura Bush, I believe, wrote an op ed and she called family separations cruel and immoral. And I I agree with her in a sense that 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 these, these family separations to the extent that they are, these are not good situations. They're sad situations. But what Laura Bush is trying to do here is hit on President Trump. This is the Trump administration's fault. President Trump is cruel and inhumane. That was the basis of Laura Bush's op-ed. And, and one thing I would respectfully ask, if I could, of Laura Bush, where is your husband? Where was your husband when he held office for two terms? Why didn't he fix this problem? That's because it's a very hard problem to fix. But folks love criticizing without offering solutions, and that's why I try to offer some kind of solutions here on the show. Because if you just criticize and don't offer solutions, then you're, you're helping no one. You're not helping yourself, and you're not helping others. So fair criticism is okay, but you gotta come up with some kind of solution to fix it. But Laura Bush calls family separations cruel and immoral. Basically, it's a bash on President Trump. I mean, who are we kidding here? But she wasn't writing that when her husband was doing it. (laughs) Where was she when her husband was separating families? That's assuming it's the President's fault. Oh, she was nowhere to be found. But moving on here, this is from The Daily Caller. This was a, so you want to know what the American people think about the immigration situation? And this is why I'm trying to speak on behalf of the American people for them, because their voice is not being heard. This is a Rasmussen poll, a well-respected polling firm. And the results of their poll say that parents are to blame for the border crisis, not government. And that's my exact point. Reading directly from the news headline from the Daily Caller, and I'll post this at AFR.net on our blog site. But according to a new Rasmussen poll, a majority of Americans blame illegal immigrant immigrant parents for the child crisis on the border over the U.S. government. And so the American people, most of them, say that the parents who are committing the crime are responsible for putting the children at risk, not our U.S. government. And to put this in perspective, unfortunately, families across the U.S. every day are separated. Unfortunately, they're separated. And for various reasons, much of which has to do with breaking the law. You know, parents have warrants out for their arrest. They didn't pay a speeding ticket. They are arrested on drug charges. You know, the list goes on and on and on. And so family separation is not really that uncommon in the U.S., unfortunately, I say. I'm not trying to somehow justify this and and make it all sound like like nothing's a big deal. This is all very sad stuff. Anytime a child is not able to be united with the father and mother, whether it be divorce, jail, rehab, Death, whatever that is, it's all a very tragic situation. And we need to do what we can to help the child have a caring mother and father. But this family separation issue is not just on the southern border. It is also (laughs) in our towns and cities. And so I think we need to put just as much attention on that. I think we need to put just as much attention... On, on dads who are abandoning their wives and children. We need to talk about that issue. But moving on here, another sign of hypocrisy on this issue is that the Democrats have been on the, on the, on the cable talk shows talking about how much they care for immigrant children, we just got to keep families together, This is a travesty on and on and on about how so he are the ones of the party of compassion. But I just want to ask Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or one of their spokespersons. Hey. Can we start to debate the issue of separating innocent babies from their mother's womb? And then put the mic up to Chuck Schumer's mouth and let him answer that. But none of the media asked them these hard questions. Because our country, Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers are pulling innocent children out of their mothers wombs and killing them but nobody wants to talk about that. So I would encourage CNN, Fox News, whoever has a Democrat on again ask them what's your position on family separation from the womb? What about children being pulled from their mother's womb and endorsed, and that behavior is endorsed by Democrats across the board? Absolutely unacceptable. Thank you for listening to Exposing Washington. Folks, pray for our country. Go to church on Sunday. Read your Bible. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then.